0: Hey, this is pastor madison i am so excited that you're tuning in today to the crosspoint podcast my prayer is that this word inspires you uplifts you and enlightens you you can connect with movement youth on instagram at movement underscore youth or the point college ministry at the point college let's jump to the message so god has just ingrained a word on my heart for 2021 Over the last couple of weeks. And not only has it been on my heart, but it's also been on my husband's heart. And the Holy Spirit, I just feel like He just has boom, just mic dropped this word into my soul. So I am so fired up today on the podcast to preach a message all about this word. And I am going to be preaching about this word probably all year. And the word that has been on my heart is revival. God is going to bring revival in your life, in my life, in your family's life. He's going to bring revival. Before we dive in, I want to I want to pray for you. God, please bring revival. Whoever's listening, God, bring revival to their soul. Bring revival to their family. I pray that they would know you more, that they would seek after you. I pray that when I speak, your words come out on this podcast that it would touch the lives of those listening. Amen. So I want to start off with a story, and this is a very embarrassing story to admit. Okay, so keep your judgments to yourself, okay? But this is a true story, unfortunately. And when I was probably a freshman in high school, I was playing JV basketball. And I can specifically remember one game. And the game was going very, very badly for our team. (laughs) We kind of sucked. And we were behind. And we weren't scoring many points. And the other team was. And then we got to halftime. And this is so embarrassing to admit. But during halftime, we were so defeated and so upset that we started pointing our fingers and started to actually believe that the reason we were losing was because of one thing and one thing only the crowd we thought that the crowd was being too negative and their negativity was affecting our playing and keeping us from playing well we pointed our fingers at the crowd and we blamed them for our own mistakes we wanted to place of blame for our own faults and failures and we were literally like to the coach we this is what we were like we're like the crowd is just like too negative it's just like so hard to play when we have a crowd that won't even cheer they're the problem they're the issue okay I hope it didn't sound like that but For exaggeration purposes, there you go. Does anybody realize how stupid that sounds? We were placing blame because we felt like we were missing the mark. But instead of taking full responsibility and coming up with a game plan on how to fix what was broken, our team and ourselves, we chose to play the blame game and cast our failures onto somebody else. And you see, sometimes we fail to see that the very issues in our lives are not a result of our circumstances or the people in our lives. A lot of the time, the issue starts with us. It's an issue in our hearts, and we take the bait of what Satan dangles in front of us, grabbing onto anything that we can to excuse ourselves from our own, own mistakes or emptiness. And in this podcast, I want to talk to you about a couple of people who also wanted to blame other people for their own mistakes, and unfortunately, the mistake that they made led to something terrible that we still feel to this day. You see, these two people, they had everything. They had the perfect circumstances, the perfect home, the perfect view. They they literally lived in paradise. But they allowed just one thing to slither in and whisper a lie, a lie that created an emptiness they filled with the wrong thing. We're going to read about them in this podcast. We're going to dive into Genesis chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. It says now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden. And there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. And in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, it was a beautiful garden. I want you to know that. Verse 15 through 17. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Now going into uh, chapter 3 here. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Because that's what Satan is going to do for you, okay? He's going to slither in and he's going to ask, Is it really that bad if you look at the pornographic website or those social media accounts? Is it really that wrong to get blackout drunk? Is it really your fault for that mistake sleeping with him again? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God said, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you will die. Don't even give Satan the time of day. Here's what I want you as a listener to get from this. Don't dialogue with the devil, but Eve does. And this is what happens in verse four. You will not certainly die. The certain serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And the man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Notice what he does, okay? The first thing he does, place blame, point fingers, Eve did it. That's what he says. Verse 13, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? And the woman said, the serpent deceived me, and I ate it. Notice what Eve does, places blame, points fingers, the snake did it, that's what she says. This is a powerful story that I know that you probably know, but I don't want you to just glaze over it, because we can take so much away from it, okay? It wasn't that Adam and Eve's circumstances weren't perfect, or that their creator wasn't perfect. It wasn't that God didn't give them enough. It was a heart issue within the two of them. They could point fingers all day long, but at the end of the day, they took the bait from Satan. Satan. And I don't know if you realize this, but that bait looked pretty healthy, okay? It was an apple for crying out loud. Apples are good for you, right? But the enemy likes to disguise the wrong things to look like the right things. He wants to feed lies into your brain that make you feel like the very bait he dangles in front of you is healthy bait you need to fill yourself up. He is a master in disguise, but we can't take the bait like Adam and Eve did. Because as a result, sin entered the world and the wrong kind of revival swept through the land. And you know what the sad thing is? We're continuing it. And I'm about to get real with you and get a little bit in your face, but you need to hear it. Okay, we are a generation that wants to blame all our problems on somebody else. I do it too. But it is time to break the cycle. Okay, quit thinking of, oh, if only she wasn't such a you-know-what, if only the pastor was a better preacher, if only my friends weren't such idiots dragging me to the bars or who knows where, if only my coach would stop playing favorites and put me in, if only I were older, done with the semester, graduated with a real job, married, guess what? (laughs) The issue is probably not a result of your circumstances. The issue probably starts with you. Don't be a generation that runs to the wrong things when things don't go your way. Instead, be a generation of the right kind of revival. Don't be a generation that reaches for the apple. God instructed Adam and Eve to not even touch it. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Instead, turn away from it. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. Quit blaming other people for your own problems. Leave those behind and that sin in 2020 and be a generation of a different kind of revival in 2021. We as a generation like to place blame for all the things we don't like about a situation, circumstances, or person. When we don't get anything out of a message on Sunday, it's because the preacher didn't do a good enough job. When we get a bad grade in class, it's because the professor or the teacher sucks and it's way too hard on the students. When we don't make the starting lineup, we blame it on the biased coaches or the dead quiet fans who don't cheer loud enough. We constantly want to place blame for things we ourselves are lacking, and I have definitely tried to place blame for things I felt I lacked or failed at on people or circumstances that were really a result of my own internal battles and struggles. But let's not be a generation that places blame for our own problems, okay? Let's instead be a generation that can admit our faults and ask God to come invade and change things in our hearts. Parts that don't align with his will, that don't reflect who he wants us to be. I promise you that if we as a generation do this very thing, if we take a step down from our high pedestal and instead look at the heart issues, if we reach for him instead of that apple, I think that we would be surprised at how often they start with us. From there, we can ask God to help us navigate and work through these issues. With him, we can overcome any struggle or trial, no matter what deep pains, issues, habits, or addictions we have. God can release us from the bondage we have ourselves in. Humble yourself. Okay, check your heart. Then ask God to go to work. Adam and Eve had everything. But the enemy snuck in and whispered a lie that caused emptiness to creep into their hearts. So they took the bait that Satan dangled to try and fill that hole up instead of asking God to. Learn from Adam and Eve, I am telling you, okay? You're probably at a point in your life where you have so many apples dangled in front of you. And you're out making your own decisions and deciding what you believe and going places you want to go and choosing what and who to put into your life. And it is hard. But as time goes on, you have to decide, are you going to be a warrior for Christ or are you going to be a coward for the enemy? I don't care what your past is. I don't, I don't care about what messes you just left or you're walking into Jesus Christ will give you the wisdom and the strength to change the lives of the people around you, to change the world. Do you realize the revival that you could start if you keep up with the energy and passion and faith that you have? I hear, you know, a lot of people tell me, well, if this happened, my life would be so much better. When I get done with this semester, things would be all right. When I'm done with this season, I can finally be happy. No. We can change systems, we can change seasons, but that isn't the root of the problem. The root of the problem is a heart issue. But once we as a generation can push past ourselves, I think it'll blow our socks off how much God will open our eyes to the revival that we could start. You know, I went a lot of my life thinking that once I had this or that, once I graduated high school, got through those finals, graduated college, got the perfect guy, had the dream home, landed the dream job, somehow I was finally going to arrive and be content with all things, getting rid of any emptiness I felt, just like how Adam and Eve thought that the fruit from the tree would do that. But I can tell you that the enemy will sneak in and try to poke holes in your heart any way that he can, trying to make you feel empty. I can speak from experience. I have, the, I have the dream home. I have the job I always wanted. I have the dream guy. But the devil still finds ways to make me feel emptiness. Like there's still something that's just out of reach. But we got to quit living this way. It is time for revival. And it starts with you. No matter your past. No matter the circumstances at school or at home. God has you right where he wants you. He has your feet planted on ground he wants you walking on. He woke you up this morning, put breath in your lungs because he's using you today. And God has given you all that you need. He gave Adam and Eve all that they needed. But when the enemy tries to sneak in and whisper lies that there's still something missing, that God hasn't given you enough, that you're not where you should be, when he dangles that apple right between your eyes, you look him dead in his, right past that apple, and you tell him to beat it. Don't dialogue with the devil this year. Don't take the bait. Run towards God and watch revival happen. It's time to wake up. And I hope you want to bring revival. I hope you want to bring change to the world. I hope you want to stand your ground, boldly proclaiming who Jesus is and what he has done in your life. I hope you have people coming up to you asking about Jesus because they see what's in you. I hope you get in the word every day. I hope you are unapologetically who God calls you to be. I hope you surrender everything you have to Jesus day in and day out that you allow him to examine your heart to make you the best suitable servant for this revival that you're going to lead. Revival is coming. I hope you're a part of it. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights with service beginning at 7 p.m. and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.